0: It's been dubbed The Breakfast Club Meets the Outback. But for Nul Nul Yaru woman Jub Claire, her debut feature film is also a deeply personal story. Starring Shante Barnes Cowan from ABC TV's Total Control and AMC's Firebite as a troubled 15-year-old, Sweet As is part road trip, part coming-of-age story. Ahead of the film's debut at the Melbourne International Film Festival this week, I spoke with Job about the real-life trip she took as a teen that inspired the film.
1: Oh, sweet ads. It's a, it's a funny one, isn't it? Like, it's, a, it's definitely a coming-of-age road movie about at-risk teens, and especially our protagonist, mother. It's a joyous and heartwarming and authentic sneak peek into a life of a young Indigenous girl in a remote town it's definitely figuring out what's
0: next she goes on a photography safari through the pilbara along with three other teens two adults mm-hmm. when it comes to you know cuz this is your feature film debut when it comes yeah. to the decision to tell this story what what kind of prompted you
1: well Liz Carney is my producer. She's one of my besties. And we want to work together forever and eternity. And we're always planning and hatching ways to keep on working together because we do so, so beautifully and comfortably. We know each other so well. And so we're like, we did The Turning Together, which is a Tim Winton feature anthology um, and I did a chapter on it, abbreviation, and we're like, what's next? What's next? And we're thinking, planning, deciding, and then Robert Connolly, who's our EP um, and also who Lizzie works with at Arena Media, um, said, what about that bloody story you guys were talking about? <laughs> that sounds really awesome. And Lizzie rang me up and was like, oh, my God, what about that bloody story you told me about? And I told Rob about and and um years ago you know and we're like oh my god that's the story (laughs) oh my goodness um and so we just kind of went yeah of course that's the story it's it's it was an amazing journey let's just um let's just write yeah let's just let's just smash that one out and 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 smashing it out did take 10 years mind you but uh because uh, such a labor of love, and and it and it just needed that, you know, and I needed that, and and um, no, it was great, and so that's that's what prompted it for sure, you know, just wanting to work together all the time, because you, you're, you're with somebody in a project for a very very long time, and so you really got to know, you know, know your team, and 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 love working with them, because you know it's it's hard, especially when you're away from home, you know, so you want to want it all to be for something that you're really passionate about and love.
0: Any creative work has a personal, a deep personal connection, but this one goes all the way back to your childhood and draws on a real photographic safari that you did with National Geographic. I mean, when you're working on something for 10 years and something that is drawing inspiration from your own life, um, does it change how you think about that original trip that you did as a teenager?
1: Yes. Actually, working on on the film, I because I say it took 10 years, but, you know, that was all the kind of writing so many drafts, so many drafts, finding the time to write so many drafts. That took years. That took the most amount, probably seven years, six. And then everything happened really fast after that when we got funding. But in part of that, I had to, I went and did a little bit of research and that's this is the interesting part for me. That's when I found out that the trip was for at-risk kids. And the beautiful thing about that trip is that I had no idea. Literally, there was no, how are you feeling today? You know, tell us any of those sort of moments. Here's a camera, off you go. And that was it. And it was this full autonomy and responsibility to just do what you want in a creative way. That's all they ask. Just make sure you give us 10 rolls of film a day. Uh, off you go. Have fun. So it wasn't until later on that I read a book that it was um, designed for kids that were at risk. And so, yeah, that was interesting. The way I look at it now, I'm like, wow, that was really cool, man. I wish there was something like that for kids today. So hopefully when, you know, people watch it and and, and they are in a position of where they can reach out to youth that are, you know, that, that need a little bit of guidance or just a, a foot up, a, a helping hand, that always the arts, man, the arts are just so special for those sort of things. And and to not put the pressure on, maybe, because it seemed to work for me at least, Um, that it's just, you know, here's something creative, show us, show us what you think you might like not wanting a result per se. Even the 10 rolls of film we had to take, it was like we weren't all printing it out or looking at it on a digital camera and assessing it. It's like we never see it again. Just <laughs> just enjoy the moment, you know?
0: <laughs> so Jab, I want to talk to you about your lead actress, Shante. Tell me about how she's brought this character to life.
1: There's something really special about Shante. She... She's one of those people that as soon as you call action, everything that you translated to them in your director's notes or, you know, she took on board and sat with it and then just gave you something really beautiful and unique and authentic to her interpretation of it but also your interpretation. So really lovely collaboration. And she elevated it, you know, and and it was very, it was so lovely to watch. And it was so lovely how it resonated with the rest of the cast. They all really kind of did this beautiful choreography around each other with how they reacted to things that they were saying and doing. And, and I know that the more experienced actors were, you know, would come up and go, "Whoa, oh, that 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 scene was different than I thought," you know. They they were mightily impressed <laughs> <laughs> and appreciative of of her really considered performance, and you know, I I loved it. I loved working with her.
0: Did you have any conversations with her about about country and the way that it it becomes a character?
1: Oh, look, having a chat to any indigenous artist actor head of department when you talk about country anyway they know that that they know that yarn that you're going to have with mm. them <laughs> because of course country is another character and when you're in country you you have your respects you know you let country kind of lead you and i think that's what Shantae really did you know she she allowed herself to listen to the dialogue that her inner dialogue was saying when she took the photos. And we had a little play around every now and then as well with what are you thinking and saying to with each photo and we'd, we'd change it up a little bit, maybe say it a different way or, you know, scripted way just to see what resonated with the character of mother and country and, you know, what country was telling you when you were looking at those things. So it was definitely that and it was definitely that for me too the rewrites that I did you know and how we played that cuz sometimes you would hear the character saying it and but when we came to edit we we're like no we don't need to hear it we we'll just write it you know we'll just write it and make it like a postcard a little a little love note to country and to mother
0: I mean as the protagonist she it it does largely hinge on her and this kind of this considered performance and this way of seeing the world I guess I wasn't surprised when I learned that this was something that you had done because the way that you've integrated photography into the actual experience of being like the experience for the audience yeah like we we get to see some of the photos that she is taking along the way
1: (laughs) Yeah, of course, you know, it was such a beautiful tool to use and Mother's um, internal dialogue talked to us through the photography. So I was really lucky to be able to um, integrate that into our storytelling.
0: Well, yeah, I wanted to ask you, I guess, um, why why did you want to do that?
1: I think because, you know, a lot of the times what you see on face value isn't really what's going on inside somebody. And it's that thing, you know, you, you kind of read those things that don't don't judge, you know, somebody on what they do today because you don't know what they've been happening to them yesterday or five seconds ago. So <laughs> it's like, you know, just trying to understand what's going on in the psyche of a teen, um, which is why, you know, I, I did set the film um, in the present, so it could reach an audience that needs to hear it now, um, but also with those elements that really resonate with people my age, um, as parents, as guardians, as carers, um, just navigating around uh, all the, the, the pros and cons of being a young person today.
0: I mean, it does have this kind of nostalgic factor to it, um, potentially because these are teenagers who are using actual film cameras yes and (laughs) they've had to hand over their their phones (laughs) the the phones have been confiscated which I thought was a lovely way (laughs) to kind of keep it present but um but take us back to that um yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: because, you know, I, I, it had to be just one line in the film because when I, when I originally wrote it with my divine Stevie Rogers came on board for the first draft and and really helped eke out those crazy characters. But uh, because we had it set in the 80s and we went, no, no, it needs to resonate now, I was like, well, how do I get rid of the phones? And it's just like one little line give us your phones um, and it was quite funny kind of massaging that scene because they're like well every single teenager would probably walk away from the trip straight away <laughs> but you know it was it was quite a, a, an interesting um, way to make the, the the characters present as
0: well. The first time that I properly noticed the music is when uh, Electric Field's Bookba plays. Yes. Partly because like we're drawn, our, our attention is drawn to the music, again from that one little moment where the phones are confiscated, and Elvis asks one of the boys, Elvis asks, "How are we going yeah. to listen to music? Yeah. Um, the radio, what a what a revolutionary yeah. the, radical idea! The r- r- radio, <laughs> <laughs> who'd have thought?
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going crazy, but everybody else." working on the post-production with me were like, I've never come across a film that's been so hard to find the music for. It's like the film literally took a life of its own and went, nope, 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 literally until almost the last week with some of those, last days with some of those soundtracks. And, uh, you know, our poor suffering um, music supervisor, <laughs> Uh, and and their assistant sent through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs. I'm gonna talk about hundreds, and the film was so brutal. And so I got to the point where I was like, Oh my god, I don't know what's going on. I what? And my poor composer sent me hundreds of compositions as well. And I felt like, am I going, like, what is wrong with me? But it was a film. I completely, and everyone's like, no, man, it's totally your film. It's so bizarre. It's, it's just, it's being really picky. And I love that about it because I almost felt like, oh, God, the film has just totally become animated. It's alive. It's it's decided what it wants and what it doesn't. And so I started going down full-on rabbit holes of the most obscure, fantastic um, community radios, and all the way. Or I'd just be in really strange situations, and I'd hear a song, and I'd stop. Wait a minute, and grab my phone, and Shazam the hell out of something, <laughs> and um, going. This song's amazing, and it's so funny, and it doesn't even. And some of the one of the bands, I, I don't even know if they had a a a record thing or I, and it didn't have a music video clip. Nothing like I, I was just. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, a, I just one a couple of them. Actually, were like so, not even ever heard before on main main radio. And the fact that the only person who can reach the radio is it's Mitch. So that's quite funny. <laughs> she she's the boss. We
0: all know it. <laughs> and so yeah, so she's she leans into um, playing like proper community radio. Proper. And we get this yeah, this really lovely kind of. Um, Isn't it
1: great? I just love like, yeah. the songs. <laughs>
0: I have heard that you wrote some of these characters with particular actors in mind.
1: Well, yes, you do. You always, when you're writing, not all the time, but you kind of get the 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 kind of body language, the tempo, the rhythms of certain people. But of course, with the audition process and 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 people bringing on their own beautiful. Characteristics, idiosyncrasies, all of the fun stuff. You, you you really you just always hand over the the story to to your actors. You should, you know, and let them explore. So it doesn't doesn't matter if you've got someone in mind for a role. I think it's it's who comes on the day and and um, and really showed you actually this is what your character's like. And you're like, oh yeah, of course. You know, and 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 it's a beautiful thing to see that that ownership.
0: Is there? Are you able to to let me know um, if any of those original kind of ideas, basically like the people that you were writing for, if if they're any of them Might are in be. there?
1: Who knows?
0: <laughs> You're going to be coy about Might
1: it. <laughs> be. Like I have to say, every single film production, TV production, stage production, festival, the arts got hurt during COVID. They got hurt, and I, uh, you know, even in WA with our, our hard borders, we weren't uh, 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 protected from those those. Uh, those unfortunate events that happen with cast and crew and and but we were very lucky enough that no matter what happened, we all rallied. We all, you know, I'm I actually really love Plan CDFG <laughs> and um, I really do. I kind of thrive on those moments, um, and you know, it keeps you on your toes. And so, uh, whatever you know, whatever did happen with all of those kind of things, it it all worked out beautifully and perfectly in the end.
0: Job Claire there. Her debut feature film Sweet As is playing as part of the Melbourne International Film Festival. You can find the full festival program, along with plenty of other First Nations films, by heading to the website, miff.com.au. That's Miff spelled M-I-F-F. We'll also have a link on our show page too. This is A Way, Indigenous Art and Culture on RN, and you're here with me, Rudy Bremer. Getting in touch with ABC RN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.